Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What's up, y'all? It's the world famous. You're listening to the Darren Green Show. Right here. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another great episode of the Darren Green Show. I'm your host, Darren Green. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you are listening on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me at TDGS Media on Instagram and Twitter. And be sure to subscribe to the YouTube page. Tap the bell to get notified. Also, become a patron for $2 a month. You get ad, you get access to ad-free viewing and a little bit more. Information is in the description. And today I would like to formally announce that we are joined by the talented content creator, Blessings Makosha. How are you? Hi. <laughs> I'm good, babe. What's going on? Um, I'm just relaxing. I'm here in London, UK. I'm very excited to be here with you online and, and having this show. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you so much for, for joining. Um, you know, for the listeners that may not know, you host a podcast called the Don't Drink the Pickle Juice uh, podcast. And you also host a couple of YouTube shows, No Ghost, the No Ghost Writer uh, YouTube show. And you also have like a, a, a one for a personal blog. You know, what is that like? Oh, thank you. Well, it's really great fun. I mean, the main thing for me is that um, I am a future barrister, so mm-hmm. I'm going to be a lawyer. One day I'm going to be in the courtroom getting mm-hmm. my, um, you know, Annalise Keating on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it means that conversation, communication and advocating is really part of my whole thing. It's I think the common theme in all of my content. So with Don't Drink the Pickle Juice, it was inspired by mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj's um, speech that she, I think on the My Time Now documentary. Um, and she was basically saying that when a woman is assertive, um, she's a bitch, but when a man does it, he's a boss. And the overall thing um, of that speech was she said, look, if I accepted the pickle juice, I would be drinking pickle be, juice right mm-hmm, now. And yep. was a, yeah, so it was a powerful message of self-advocacy of saying, look, it doesn't matter if other people want you to drink the pickle juice, don't, because don't do if it. you do, that'll be the rest of your life. And so that's where the podcast came from. You know, all of my friends, most of the people in my network, we're all hustling and trying to make our way in a capitalist industry. It's hard, you know, there's pickle juice everywhere. And so mm-hmm. looking at the rap and hip hop world for the first season has been really interesting because we've looked at moguls who've done it quote unquote right and we've also contrasted that against people who haven't made the mogul moves and have ended up you know getting shagged out of a lot of money so that's the podcast um and then no ghostwriter is a youtube show um and platform that i created really inspired by the, everything that was going on with Nicki minaj in 2018 because mm. At the time I was in my first year, well, my I did one year of law school because I did three years of undergraduate. Then you do one year of intense law school. So you do like a three-year degree in one year. So I was at law school and all of this was happening. And I realized that actually the kind of client I would want one day is Nicki Minaj. Right. Because 
I want to, because on like a, she's got a fascinating brand and the value of her intellectual property is so high that I felt like she was being done a huge injustice with the lack of really quality analysis out there on the circumstances and situations she was involved with between 2017 and 19 and beyond. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, thank you. So, yeah, inspired me to start No Ghostwriter and, you know, just started with just doing these videos and now it's a thing and we're 14,000 subscribers and counting on YouTube, um, got 2,000 followers on Twitter and we're growing on Instagram too. So I'm really trying to just keep building it so that, we normalize these really powerful conversations that ultimately are advocating for the integrity of hip hop mm -hmm. um, by looking at the realities, you know, and sort of taking away the clout chasing and the clickbait and just getting mm. into the fact. Yeah. Um, we can really appreciate the art for what it is and the artists too. Mm -hmm. yes, um, yes. So, yeah. <laughs> no, because like it's so true. And, and I said this last episode when I was when I was on with my co-host and it was like, you know, for example, the situation that happened where there was, you know, barbs were attacking, you know, Cardi B or whatever. When we were talking about that, it was like and then the coverage of the media, other podcasters that are like bigger than mine, we won't say no names, but like. Mm -hmm. You know, it was very biased. You get what I'm saying? Like, no one sees the other side. No one sees Nikki's side, and it's, and it's always this calculated move. And that's why I really enjoyed watching your videos because you're one of the fewer YouTube shows that really show the truth and not just, you know, what people love just for clicks or just because they want somebody on their show or, you know, a good relationship with a celebrity or whatever. I don't know. I mean... Thank you. Mm -hmm. And you also uh, started a digital media company called Planet Blessing. Uh, can you give the listeners a little... Oh. What is that? Thanks. I'm just really pleased that you know this. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Planet Blessing, yes. Um, my my baby Planet Blessing um, mm -hmm. has existed. It was under a different name because what happened is that uh, when I started law school back in 2017, mm -hmm. um, I am entering a the bar profession. I'll just give you some out and out there stats. In 2019, um, it recruited around 240 people for this apprenticeship that we have to do to practice. Mm -hmm. So you only get around 240 people who got in in 2019. Of that number, only 13, that's one three, were black. And that's any black, whether wow. that's black mixed race, black British, black anything. There were 13. And historically, it is a very... Um, institutionally elitist profession. So seeing black women in the bar, let alone black women working in commercial law. So that is law where there's very high value cases dealing with big business and so on is almost non-existent. And so I knew at the beginning of my journey from when I decided to do this as a child that I was gonna have to create the resources that mm. weren't there for me. So I started Blessing at the Bar from that, and then it's grown and grown, and now it's an educational business. And so the branding lessons and the marketing skills and everything I was using with Blessing at the Bar, um, I also used with No Ghostwriter, um, and also used with the sister brand, Shop B at the Bar, which provides legal resources. Um, and I've also worked with different charities and companies doing their marketing, their launch, creating their workflows. 
Um, and I do that all under the umbrella of my company, which is now called Planet Blessing. And hopefully in the future, well, not hopefully, it's actually quite guaranteed, <laughs> in the future, um, I, I want to be spreading out the, the Planet Blessing formula, you know, how I manage to build communities from nothing um, just by focusing not on what's popular, but what do people want? Yeah, so that's it. Um, and the the social media, I think, strategy that always inspires me is Nikki's because mm -hmm. it, it's one of those great ones. But it's not that, you know, people heard about Nicki Minaj because she got placement on some other big platform. It's she just started it on her own. And mm -hmm. I'm that girl that also started multiple businesses from her bedroom. So I'm like, at the end of the day, um, there are so many pockets of communities in the world. And I think that the digital world is, well, there's no barriers. Look at me and you, we're having this conversation from other sides of the world. Yeah. And <laughs> that's it. There are, there are no barriers anymore. You know, I was listening to this rap. I don't know whether it was Buddy, um, but they said, um, keep calm, have grace, grace, my lad. You've got all the same tools that the, the greats have had. And it just made me think, you know, we have all the same tools as television broadcasting networks and we're just in our rooms. <laughs> like there, there are like, no it's barriers changing. It's, it's Yeah, it's changing. I used to want to be on television so bad, but now I'm like, there's people making the same amount of money on the internet. Like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh my goodness. So, you know, we have a common attraction to the rapper Nicki Minaj, and that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to uh, have you on the show, because you talk about her so thoroughly. I just want you, uh, if you didn't already explain this already, but um, what draws you to this specific artist, and what was like that one song that made you an immediate stand? <laughs> okay, so this is, I. it's going to sound like a sad story, but I promise it isn't, mm -hmm. um, because I've grown a lot, and it was a while ago, but when I was very, very young, um, I ended up in a relationship with a, with someone who was um, older than me. That wasn't. That's not really the point. The point was, mm -hmm. I got my little heart broken, like like shattered into pieces. And oh. the day it happened, um, I remember. I don't know because I definitely. I think I'd heard Bedrock already, so I knew. Wait a minute. Let me think. I guess it's my turn. Like <laughs> I knew that, and I heard Itty Bitty Piggy and stuff because mm -hmm. I was listening to a lot of Lil Wayne um, and a lot of Southern rap. So I'd heard of Nicki Minaj at the time I was thirteen. So I, you know, was just a thirteen-year-old. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so no I said, but then this thing happens to me, and then I'm like having my heart. Like I've got a broken heart, and I'm a, you know, a preteen. Like. And it wasn't anything that my Taylor Swift could handle. You know, I was listening to my Taylor Swift, but it wasn't hitting. Mm -hmm. And then and then I felt like the R&B was a bit too grown. I didn't know what the hell they were talking about. So that didn't really resonate. But then I heard Pink Friday and I remember I got my Pink Friday CD and I was like, why are her legs so long? That was my <laughs> first thought. <laughs> I was like, why do her legs look like that? And I mm -hmm. looked at the cover up for so long. And then I heard Here I Am. And she said, I swear to God, man, everything in life is old. And the only thing that changes is the price of gold. Even in the afterlife, I'm going to fight your soul because the second time around, I'll, I'll be twice, twice as bold. bold. Okay. <laughs> and, then, and then it hit mm -hmm. because it just made sense. Because it's like this feeling of hopelessness I had that I can never go back and stop that from happening because it's happened now. But like this idea that, look, in the second time around, 
when I come and get another go, I'm going to get your ass. <laughs> like, okay. It, it was... <laughs> Period. No, no. And it's, like, yeah. No one else had ever spoken to me that way. And to this day, only Nikki gets that feeling of intense vulnerability, but also a knowledge, a sincere knowledge that you will get yourself through this. Like, mm-hmm. it's not reflected, I feel, in any and any other artist's music for me it's not there is sincerity there is reminiscing there is that but no one else explains that thing where you know that when inside you know you're in pain but you also know that you need to go to war for yourself and only you can do this like that and that's how nikki managed to speak to 13 year old me and honestly shaped my young womanhood because Every time my heart was broken, every time I was down, she was there with a perfect mm-hmm. verse or a perfect album and just something to just help me understand that I'm not the sum of my own pain and vulnerability. So that's why she got me. So she got me on that. Then as I started to grow up and become a young woman and I blossomed, her bad bitchery was perfect because <laughs> I needed that. You know, yeah, down no. in the DMV Nikki, mix was necessary. Nikki, Nikki is a confident, yeah. Hit me up in the DM and I oh. had the music. <laughs> no, Nikki, Nikki is definitely a, uh, she definitely a, is a confidence booster. Uh, I could definitely relate. Like my first, my first song with Nikki was Massive Attack. Someone told me to watch it. Yeah, uh huh. And I'm so mad that she did not like it. Like when she, her talking about it afterwards, she said, I did not like the song, the video. I'm like, what? But it's amazing. It's amazing. No, I started listening to that. Then I was like, all right, well, okay. Then I started, then I got the Pink Friday album. That was the first, this is the first album I ever asked my parents for, right? Hey. And like, I think one of the, my favorite songs in this, you know, it could be common, Roman's Revenge, because I felt like at that time mm-hmm. I was in seventh grade, I was getting bullied because of, you know, who I was and stuff like that. And I felt like, you know, listening to Roman's Revenge, it kind of made, you know, because that was about the little Kim beef. And it just made mm-hmm. me think like you know i need to stand up for myself and 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 uh-huh. that's exactly what she did and from there i'd listen to her all i got all her albums i see you got the vinyl in the background a queen okay you know the vibes queen gets played at least once a week in this household okay <laughs> <laughs> i need ganja bun oh so my i goodness. just you mm. know what's the fashion i can't orgy no i Come love on. that that story and do you know that thing that Nikki did for us is what made me go hard and start No Ghost Writer. Because before No Ghost Writer, I was already going hard on Twitter, Instagram, in mm-hmm. my social group. No one said, a, you weren't going to talk mess about Nicki Minaj around me. Like yeah. That wasn't going to happen. I was on my stories. If I saw friends of mine were in the shade room comments hating, I'd screenshot that comment and be like, what's up with that? Uh-huh. Like, yeah, we need to change that. <laughs> Don't, don't, especially people are mm-hmm. like, excuse me, don't think I don't see you being bold writing hate comments to a woman you don't know. And so I realized that actually what I wanted to do is I will never be able to make Pink Friday for Nicki Minaj. I Maybe I will. Maybe that's God's blessing. Maybe one day I'll do that for her. But what I can do is use my advocacy skills mm-hmm. and make sure that she's not the only one fighting for her, for the integrity of her brand. And what was amazing is that that was just my idea. Then all of a sudden I see there's this community of literal millions of people who agree with me mm-hmm. and who are like, 
we're not letting we're not letting her we're not letting anyone try and take her out and then this energy that we built this then there is literally a fortress around Nicki Minaj now that is an industry recognized you don't go there and I yeah. think currently the only person that goes there is she who throws the shoes so child you know I don't already I don't already have <laughs> had my field day with her on the last episode and I actually got a lot of uh, com- uh positive comments because of it you know you're really speaking the truth because a lot of these blogs is not really saying nothing they're not really speaking on it you follow the Nikki Minaj topic and you're mad because people are coming for you and it's in your algorithm I'm not even gonna get into that you know, this is not about she who throws shoes. I do want to say, <laughs> um, you said on episode five of your podcast, uh, you talked about how Tiffany Haddish had talked negatively about Nikki, insinuating that she doesn't treat people with respect. And as you know, the uh, p- uh, pop culture commentator, Wendy Williams, echoed the same thing. L- L- Lonnie Love said the same thing as well, or said something to that extent as well. My whole question is, what was the reason? Like, what, like, what? <laughs> I could see if she was on Queen Radio cutting it up like she did back in 2018, but like, where <laughs> do you think this is coming from? <laughs> I, I personally think, I, when, when, Wendy Williams, I'm not sure. I think Wendy Williams is the executive producer of her stuff. I think she knows exactly what she does and when mm-hmm. she does it and why she does it. But sometimes I don't know whether a lot of black entertainers are quite aware of the function that they play in the circus. I I don't know mm. whether they are aware of that because something for me, for example, is, you know, I would never, I would never try and speak on something, someone I had legitimately never met. Right. I would never try and do that. I would never use them as a reference because I don't know that person but I don't know what it is about um, black entertainment in particular, where, and I think it's the shade room comments is this culture of like really confidently talking out, talking about people you just do not know, you never met, you don't, and, and then it just becoming cultural canon because someone said it. I, I don't know, it, yeah. it, and that's really what confused me. Cause I'm like, honey, what are you talking about right now? Like where, where, where is the basis? Where is the source? You know, and uh, all of these examples, articles, like, like... <laughs> Nicki Minaj feels this. I'm fairly certain she would just go to Apple studios, go sit in her pink chair, press go live and tell you what she felt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just fascinating to me that it's like, she, you don't need to speak because the misogynoir, the cultural, the like, the, just the cultural canon will speak for you. Like, you don't need to say anything. We'll just fill in the gaps and then decide. You know, this is this is what the words that you said. And if you do speak, we'll then use that against you as well. It's just odd. Yeah, and I think also when it pertains to Wendy Williams, like when she was talking about how, okay, because Meg got her Grammys because she knows how to treat people behind the scenes and stuff like that. I'm like, I mean, not to call Meg a pushover, but it's like, are you, are we promoting that female rappers should be pushovers in order to get the Grammy? That's how I took it. Well, they are promoting. They are. That's exactly what they're promoting. Yeah. And it's like, you know, Nikki is very high strung on, you know, I need to get this correct. This needs to be correct because 
it all falls on me if it's not if it's not what it is. So yeah, if I come off a little abrasive, and I've seen I, we've seen her documentary series, and you know that's just how she, that's I mean that's how a lot of male artists are as well, but they don't get the same you know. So you know it, it's it's they don't. it's a double standard. They it's a double standard. Um, it's for me. I I think it's beyond a double standard. I think it's a deliberate way of ensuring that you know, female female rap is a controlled captive market. I think it's a deliberate thing because I, you know, I was listening to Deb Antney, Nikki's former manager, talking about, um, you know, how female rappers as a general rule are very expensive to sign and mm-hmm. to up- maintain. So the upkeep, upkeep of a female rapper, is, it tends to be quite high. There's glam, there's hair, there's fashion, there's, you know, all sorts of things that goes into it just on a cosmetic level. So oftentimes labels look at them in the same way they do pretty much any other investment that requires a high output. Mm -hmm. They need a high yield. So they need a high percentage back. It's very hard to maintain that when your artist is able to control when and if they drop music, when and if they appear, when and if they speak, and if they do speak, what they say. Mm. You don't know where your investment is going. You And so with the female rap you know, industry, by just looking at the Mickey, Nicki Minaj pink print, and in my view, also by the audience, you know, the, the hip hop audience, not being scrupulous enough to know when they're being sold you know, a manufactured product, um, it means that labels have absolutely no incentive to stop producing this narrative that female rappers need to be nice and com- and complacent with the industry. They have absolutely no incentive to do that um, because they've all got significant options in... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All of these girls' careers. Mm. Like, all of them. and Except for the ones that are explicitly independent, like Cupcake. And look at the difference mm-hmm. in Cupcake doesn't get Teen Vogue write-ups. Cupcake doesn't get covers. Cupcake doesn't get Female of the Year awards. Cupcake doesn't get smoke blown up her ass because no labels have any options in what she makes. Right. And that is that is how I, it just, it, that's the only way it can make sense to me because I listen to what these women rap about or what their ghostwriters write for them in some <laughs> cases. And they're all rapping about being a boss. They're all rapping about being independent. They're all rapping about getting to their own money. How can that be the case when you don't own the rights to your own image or brand? You're just on the mouthpiece speaking, being puppeteered like this, because every time you do that, people don't look close enough to see that this is all just an industrial complex. So they're there rapping along, feeling the energy Meanwhile, the song that this female empowerment song that you're rapping to was written by a man. 
you know it's it's just it's just smoke and mirrors and that's why i want to bring a bit of discernment back to hip-hop more what what are the origins of these words what did you do to back up that you say this if you say you're a boss what are you the boss of you know like nikki says at the pink pink freestyle i'm talking about my brand and you're talking about your brands the difference is a lot of m's to your couple hundred grand and that's what is missing mm. in my view yeah i mean and you brought up cupcake people like i think she made a tweet and I think uh, Akbar V also made a tweet talking about like, you know, the game is so boring right now. And it's like a lot of people are starting to notice things. Um, also, people are theorizing to to the whole uh, situation. People also theorize that because Nikki's working on her in, in M5, uh, people are trying to restart the hate train. And that's why you see a lot of these people yeah. are coming out. And, yeah. 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 This is 2018 again, except this time we're woke, we're ready, and they can't come for us. Yeah. They, they absolutely cannot. We weren't ready 2018. I think we wasn't ready in 2018. But now we are. Yeah, and we were also blindsided in 2017 because it was like 2017 was really when we seen the shift because that's when mm. we got that's when we got the Remy Ma beef, and then that's when we got this Bodak Yellow was like pushed to number one, and then that's when everything was out of whack and in 2018 i believe that's when that would that was the queen era right that's when she dropped queen yeah so she dropped queen um and i remember because remember when she dropped chun li and barbie things in the easter so like this time that in 2018 mm -hmm. um it was like i think that's it I just don't know. It was crazy to me to see how blatantly people were waiting on Nicki Minaj to drop music. Yeah. Like the music calendar that that the fem the female rap calendar that year was literally Nicki Minaj movements. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, it looks like Nicki Minaj is gonna release. Then we get someone releases something. Mm -hmm. like, oh Nick and then it was just it was too much. Yeah. We like it was we weren't we were just like, what the hell? And also, you know, Barb's I included was happily just streaming, enjoying, just, you know, supporting, thinking, yeah, everything's come. I didn't know that I, myself, that, you know, my my community, my listening community was deliberately being, you know, used by labels that like the intention was to manipulate our outrage. Right. To promote artists. I was like, what the hell? And then it was a lot of, it was a lot of gaslighting when it came to Nikki doing her media circuits to, to promote the album and stuff. There was a lot of people asking, oh, is, is, did she really have an issue with it? Or what's your issue with Cardi? And this was before the beef. This was before the Harper's Bazaar. This was the promotion of Queen. And there was a lot of people on the radio that were asking about her. And then until she was like, well, there must be a problem because y'all keep on asking me about her. And, and, and we, I thought we chopped this up back in Met Gala. So I mean it's 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 a slippery yeah. slope and I think the media had a lot to do to had a lot to deal with it and unfortunately at that time you know I didn't really have a show I didn't have a platform to talk about these things and I was just like oh my goodness there's a whole lot of things that's just like going on that's trying to keep her down and it's it was it's hard to watch Yeah It was hard to watch it was hard to be to just be privy to that to mm -hmm. see so and it it I lost a lot of faith in the actual integrity of hip hop at that point, because mm -hmm. I just didn't know what the message we were supposed to communicate was. Because the way I see it, um, this is slightly tangential, but 
you know when people are talking about black love, right? And mm-hmm. they say, okay, well, if black men don't want to see black women dating white men, I'm not saying I hold these views, it's just the conversation. Right. If black men don't want to see white uh, black women dating white men, they need to treat black women better because the first people to disrespect black women are black men. So when people say those narratives, um, it kind of reminds me of this because it's like, I look at it and I think, hang on. The way hip hop treated its actual crowned queen mm-hmm. set a precedent for how every other female rapper of notoriety will be treated. And I know right now for some of the girls, it feels good. Like it feels nice. It feels, you know, ooh, I'm everywhere. Like, ooh, right. I'm the girl. I'm sorry. If they did that to the bona fide queen, like the one that they all know is the queen, what on God's green earth do you think they're going to do to the ones that they know aren't the queen? Like they know don't actually do this rap shit. Like, cause the thing is, you know, oh, Shay Noir, a really cool female rapper you should check out if you haven't heard of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has this really interesting bar. She says, um, you don't give a man the power to feed you because then you give him the power to starve you. Mm. And I think that's what the female rap industry has done. They've given the media so much power, right? Social media, so much power that right now it's good, but they now have given the power, their career is in the hands of a subjective and impressionable medium. And right now it's okay because he who controls the narrative, you know, controls the the market for now. Mm -hmm. But as we've seen with the emergence of like all of these very positive comments about Nikki, Nikki hasn't said a thing, nothing that much has changed. It's just the effect of time. Right. Time is powerful and time will reveal, you know, that, because I've got friends, you know, I had a friend of mine and they were, they were, they were dancing to some TikTok song, some female TikTok song. And I said to them, out of curiosity, do you like this song? They're like, Oh God, no, it's awful. It's just, I'm just born. It's fun. <laughs> like what? I would hate that if that was me. We in this TikTok culture. My material. <laughs> like what? Uh-huh. Like, like what? They're just listening to it for shits and giggles right now. Cause they're bored and it's, mm-hmm. they want, I'm like, no, that's not what hip hop was for. This is black art, bro. Exactly. Like, and we see a lot on. of, we see a lot of, um, I see a lot of female rappers that are starting to emerge out and they're pandering to this TikTok culture, this TikTok dance culture. They're making dances now. And, and I'm like, we, we are, we're forgetting. We're, we're not getting to the music. Now. <laughs> There's the no, mu- there is no music. Ugh. There is no music, Darren. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard. Oh, sometimes if it wasn't for Nikki's catalog and like, and I hate to say this, and I, I am going to feel so bad saying this. I hate to say this, but really, even the men in hip hop, like I'm seeing a small but significant contingent of male rappers who are like, no, 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 no. This has gone far enough. We got to bring it back to bars. Like this is yeah. bars, you know, that they're, they're pushing hard, you know, they're collaborating with, you know, old legends, you know, they're reaching into the archives and seeing if they can get a verse from someone on Wu-Tang or get, you know, <laughs> Busters popping out, LLs okay. popping out. Because And what's going to happen, right, is once again, it's all on Nicki Minaj. 
in, in my view, once again, it's all on Nicki Minaj to, to do. And I'm like, why does she have to do that? Mm-hmm. Why did she have to do all of that work just to have her sons run out the playpen and cause a big ass mess? And now she has to be the one to say, look, not only was I the martyr for female rap and fuck it, just pop rap, like, you know, yeah. popular hip hop. She was the martyr for that. Then she's the martyr just over the hate train. And now it's Nikki, come back. Nikki, come back. Nikki, we need you. Nikki, Nikki, please come back. Nikki, it's like, y'all don't, y'all don't know what y'all want. <laughs> when she here, y'all, when she here, it's a problem. When she not here, oh my goodness, she should have got a Grammy and this, that, and that. It was crazy oh, as hell. Oh, when the oh, Grammys Nikki, came Nikki, out and she was trending on Twitter, like for, it, it was for a couple of days. I'm like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do want to. Uh, all on her. To, yeah, but and I don't think it should be. I'm saying it is, but it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. I do want to circle back at your uh, No Ghost Writers podcast. You said this earlier, but shout out to you for getting 14k subscribers. I did see that you were able to do this in like a year. Yeah, we did it in a year. It's our anniversary um, on the 18th. So yeah, in a couple of days. Um, that's and incredible. We did it in a year, I can't remember. I just wanted one case of. Okay, <laughs> right. that's incredible. Because let me tell you something. It is hard to get into the YouTube business. Like, it's well for me. I can only speak for me because I've been trying. Like, I tried three full times before I actually. He was like, "Nope, we're gonna do Darren Green TV, and we're gonna post my podcast stuff on it, and I'll do more in the future." But like, just to see that you, you know, you were able to captivate that many people and get that many subscribers, and and. It's, you know, and with all the changes in social media, the algorithm, you know. That's crazy, girl. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and, and and I do have a question because, you know, I'm on YouTube too. Like, when did you start getting, like, the community tab? Because, you know. Oh, 1K. You get it one, at 1K subs. Yeah, I think that is so bad. Like, once I get my community. I know. Yeah, like it seems like like when you have you have to have enough subscribers to like get the perks, and that's and that's really gonna help you get but more don't views. Worry, don't worry, we're, we're gonna we're gonna definitely show you love on No Ghostwriter, and this is gonna like we're gonna make sure we cross post, make sure the people know hey, what's good. Thank you. <laughs> go, let's go, and I'm proud of you. I'm looking. I'm seeing episode 121. The C is for consistency. Yes, I've been doing this for three years. I said, look, I'm at this college. You know, I love college. I don't want to sit there and say anything ill about it. But, like, I need to get to this work. You get what I'm saying? Like, these classes that I'm taking, you take a lot of classes that really is not going to amount to nothing when you get out into the working force. I'm like, let me start this podcast. I was like, what? Maybe sophomore or junior year or whatever college. I was like, let me start this up. I got... Derek Dahl to do to be my co-host you know that was like a year later that was we was in the second year and then now you know we're reaching the third year well actually no this year would be the fourth but um I'm just so happy that it that it you know elevated in the way that it did and we're, we're starting to grow on YouTube now and you know <laughs> you know I'm just I'm just happy I I'm love just... growth honestly <laughs> I love growth I love mm-hmm. consistency this is great energy. I I'm just finding I'm just, it's ridiculously cool to have met you and be able to talk to you. Vice versa, like I feel the same way. Now I want to talk about your after the hate train hip hop has a Nicki Minaj problem video. Okay, so you were you were saying that uh, critical commentators and people on social media recognize that Nick that 
there was an agenda to erase Nicki Minaj. Now I found it interesting because the barbs have been saying this for years. And mm-hmm. I just, my question is like, what was the switch? Why has the narrative changed? Because we see people like Joe Budden and we see people like Charlemagne. Well, Charlemagne's still kind of, he's still kind of mm-hmm. on the other side. But we see people like Joe Budden and he's coming out and saying that, you know, hey, you know, Nikki deserved a Grammy and there's a, there's this hypocrisy with her. Uh, we see other people, I don't have them in my head right now, but there's other people that has recanted what they said in the past. So what was the switch? Like, I think it's, mm-hmm. I think it's a combination of factors. The most obvious one is that people, I think, um, I think people did think that they were a bit more influential over what was going on in the music industry than they actually were. Mm-hmm. And I think that, People actually thought that their, you know, like viral hate tweets meant something. And I think <laughs> also people thought that, um, like, I, I honestly do. And I think actually over time, people's able to see the massive power of this industry, like artists that they've never heard before going number one, artists that for all intents and purposes don't make good music, just to be frank, going number one and winning awards. I think that started to make people realize like, wait, 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 what? It's got the and Grammys. Doja, Doja, Cat, Doja Cat at the Grammys as well, I think was particularly a thing for people on Grammys night because all I'd seen people say for about two years is how much Doja reminds them of Nikki, how much Doja reminds them of Nikki, da, 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 da. And then Doja gets totally snubbed and it's like- it's robbed. Whoa. Uh-huh. And then, and then I think that, but that was a later event. I think the another more long term thing that's led to this switch is um, the oversaturation of content. Um, so Nikki, I don't know whether she means to do it or just because she does whatever the hell she wants, <laughs> but she she just goes on hiatus. She's just gone, <laughs> like yeah. no explanation, no reasoning. She's just not there. And scarcity is the most powerful PR. And if you compare, you've got girls working to make sure they can still be rich in a 360 versus Nicki Minaj, who's not there, but it's like the content is still competing. How does that make sense? How is Nicki still on TikTok going viral, but the girls are shucking and jiving the best they can to go (laughs) viral and she doesn't have to do a thing. She doesn't have to do a thing. And I think the more... Right. And I think the more people saw that, the more people saw, wait, Nikki was the most streamed female rapper of 2020 on Spotify and she's not here. Like, I think the more people started to see like, oh, crap, no, she's actually got like an indelible brand. Mm-hmm. Like she's, is Nikki Minaj. Like we can't, she was never gone. We were just led on to believe that she was gone. Right but she was actually here the whole time. And I think that realization is what made a lot of people be like, wait a second, I, you know what? You're right. All we do have a TikTok rappers <laughs> and you're right. Everything is bad. Mm-hmm. And then the barb like, well, we, we've been saying this <laughs> now, now, now I'm going to give, I'm going to give people the benefit. But of, I think that's it. Yeah. I'm going to give people the benefit of the doubt, you know, at, you know, during this time of us waiting on Nikki, you know, a Doja Cat and a Meg was kind of entertaining. They were, they were, they were, they did they thing as as artists. Yeah, 
You said, <laughs> uh-uh, you was not with it. I mean, look, I, I was very critical about the Good News album, but the stuff that Meg did before was pretty good. I didn't. Huh? I couldn't bring myself to listen to it. I'm really sorry. I couldn't bring myself. You to didn't listen to, to Good News? See now, I did listen to it. I, I, good news had no good news for me. I mean, it was a. I mean, like like I said, it had a lot of skips, but you know, it was a good couple couple songs on there that I, that I listened to on a regular basis. I mean, Doja Cat's Hot Pink was good too. I just felt like with her, I'm, I'm like, here for huh? No, I'm saying I'm here for Megan, like Megan the human being, like just Megan the girl, the woman. Right, right. I'm here for her, and I feel like. Good news wasn't Megan the woman. Good news was the first attempt at Megan the brand, mm-hmm. and I, I don't care for that. But Megan the woman, oh, I watch her vlogs and yeah, I'll, yeah, you know, do her little hottie boot camp workout. I mean, her you story is entertaining. But like, it's I don't like, care for yeah. the brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but the brand, I don't buy. Into it. So that's why I didn't want to listen to the album. It wasn't for me. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Um, also, I mean, do you think, I mean that in a good way? No, 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 we have, no, we have the same opinion. Like, no, I'm telling you, my co-host grilled me because I was very critical about good news because I felt like it it didn't really, for me, and I'm not trying to be like a hating barb, but like, it just, I was right. I wanted that oomph, like that first album, like crazy, like, oh my God, like this, this is good news. It's supposed Mm. to be something that was big. I thought it was. It seemed like a mixtape. Like it seemed like you know another even. EP or something. Like it just didn't, yeah, to so me it didn't feel it like an album. Like I could miss it. It mm-hmm. didn't feel unmissable. Yeah, like when 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 and you know we don't. Like, I feel like an album has to feel unmissable. Like, bro, if I don't listen to this album, I'm not getting the picture. Like when Nicki came in with "I'm the Best," that was the first song on the Pink Friday album. That was my one of my favorite songs too. Like it just was monumental. I'm going to even say this. I'm going to even say this. Invasion of Privacy. I think what it was Get Up 10. Dope introduction to the album like it had a beginning. It had it had like a clear beginning. Now how I feel about it now is it kind of didn't age well for me, but like it still it, it still was a push for me. I just with Meg the Stallion, I was like what is like I mean, mm, the songs kind of almost sound the same. It didn't like when she was doing the promotions for like the videos, it seemed like she was trying to do like TikTok dances sequences in her video. I was like, Oh, really? We're pandering to TikTok. I get it. TikTok is this new thing now. Like that's the way for your song to get, uh, to go viral. I mean, but still, I mean, we, we gotta, we gotta go back to the music making. But anyway, I wanted to ask, cause I had this theory also that, um, are you saying, are you thinking that people are now realizing with, what a, what female rap looks like without a Nicki Minaj. And they're like, Oh, this is where we don't want to go. You think that's the reason why a lot of people are coming yeah, out and saying, yeah, they hundred percent. see, Yeah. People are like, wait, hang on. Wait, stop. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> wait, <laughs> like, is this what we have? It's like, yes, that is all you have. Oh, I'm like, Oh, we need it. We well, need at it. least that's all that's going to get shown to you. Mm-hmm. And I want to, I want to say that something that's true in 2021 is the same thing that was true back in 08 when Nikki started out, or 07. Um, There are a wide range of female rappers. I am regularly listening to so much different types of music. You know, 
women who were really spitting. However, mm-hmm. and it's a big however, I have to dig and dig and dig to find them. I have to make sure I scan the right playlist. I have to, you know, I'll even go to the point that sometimes I'll go on Twitter and read people's convos and see who they're listening to. Or And everyone, every one of my friends knows if you hear a, in, an interesting female rapper, you know, send them to me. I'm always looking for right. someone. But why do I have to do that? When to get into, you remember that deep, meaningful um, content I was saying that men are making in hip hop? Yeah. To get that content, all I had to do is literally click any one of the multiple Spotify playlists that curate these men regularly, mm-hmm. even if they're small artists. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everyone has a different vision of the perfect day. For some, it's lounging on a tropical beach. For others, it's napping in a hammock on a warm summer afternoon. But it's safe to say that no one's perfect day includes the word laundry. Hey, after the last couple of years being stuck at home, who wants to spend an afternoon inside doing the wash? That's why all Free Clear Mega Packs are bigger, with twice the cleaning ingredients compared to a regular pack. And that means you can be confident that all Free Clear Mega Packs have what it takes to get the job done. Just toss an all Free Clear Mega Pack into your wash, and you're one and all done. Plus, all Free Clear Mega Packs are 100% free of dyes and perfumes and gentle on skin, even while they're tough on stains. Picture an easy way to get the laundry done and getting back to the things you love. How's that for perfect? Conquer the laundry and get on with your day. Purchase all free clear mega packs today. We don't have the same thing. Right. Sorry, it's not my, it's not you. It's my laptop. Just give me a sec. Yeah. Oh, no, it's fine. I'm glad we didn't yeah. have too many My laptop is issues. Very- yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to get a new laptop too, because mine mine is starting to. But um, <laughs> I wanted to switch gears a little bit. You also said, oh, but I also like how you said, like you know, it's like the industry is like a toxic ex boyfriend sending a future text, like because that is true. It's like it's like they're Very- yeah, like they they exed her out, and now they're like, oh my god, please come back. Like, no, sorry, <laughs> y'all want to be going, but no, let me switch gears. You also uh, theorized yeah. that. The state of female, you basically said the state of female hip hop is doomed to repeat what had happened to the female rappers back in the 90s. It's because they're ostracizing Nicki Minaj, who is an independent artist. I think this theory is very scary to think about because, like, you know, we've seen what happened to the female rappers in the 90s. They they were, there was a lot of them, and then gone by what, the two, by the 2000s, arguably? Yeah. You know? By 2006 or seven, they were gone. Mm-hmm. So they're doomed. So these new female rappers are doomed to repeat what had happened before because of because you said they're not independent, or they're not, or or just a combination of yeah. they're not independent and not making good music. It's not. I think that what has been allowed for men in hip hop, right, mm-hmm. is these 
but these people who buck the trend of the industry are are able to build these empires whether it's diddy whether it's jay whether it's drake with ovo wayne with young money uh uh kendrick um cole with uh dreamville and even kanye they are people recognize them as an industry innovator they recognize their independence and as a result those men are able to leverage that value to create a home for a generation yeah one sec i'm i'm still here give me a sec i'm just trying to make sure my battery doesn't die right 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 <laughs> so what i'm saying is that these men are given the space they need to build this um, necessary pocket in the industry. One could argue if it wasn't for Cole, there wouldn't be space for rappers who don't pander to the industry in any way. Without Dreamville, one could argue we wouldn't have buddies, we wouldn't have jids, we wouldn't have that. And so I think because of what happened to the in, with the industry and Nicki Minaj, Pink Friday Records was deliberately stifled. I think because it was recognized that if we allow this to continue and Nikki inspires a whole generation of rappers with contracts just like hers, i.e. they keep their money mm -hmm. and building brands, we will have no share in this industry anymore. And I think it was all smoke and mirrors to distract Nikki from, I think, what was her ultimate mogul mission, like she said right at the beginning, an all-female empire. Yeah. That's what she wanted. And that has been deliberately shattered. Because the narrative was she wanted to be the only one. And I think that but was... But in reality, all I see when I look at the facts is Nicki Minaj constantly shouting female rappers out at every stage. Mm-hmm. People are just choosing not to see it. But, you purposely. know... I mean, do you think that... But the... imagine if all of those girls were all signed to her. It'd be a, it'd be a difference, and she I, I, and I did see she was trying to do that when she was promoting it on uh, her Queen Radio album. Like she's starting to sign artists, so I mean I hope to see her do that, and um we'll see like more natural and 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 just better artists. Better. She's on her way to make really like a big goat. <laughs> <laughs> do you think the hip hop industry is doing this intentionally though? Because they want because let's be let's be real, female rappers are the moment right now. They are the moment. And, you know, if mm -hmm. I think about any male rappers that are, you know, top of the charts that are, that are getting these Grammys as well, or getting nominated or, or consider you see like the baby, little baby, um, Roddy rich here and there, like female rappers are the yeah. moment right now. And I think maybe the industry doesn't like that for misogynistic reasons. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Hear you because I've been listening to some of I've been listening to some raps and you know there's a few men saying a few things here and there about mm -hmm. how they like how they don't rap hip hop's got and there are clear references to this phenomenon this era. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think also a lot of simultaneously I think a lot of these female rappers and the hip hop industry itself don't know what to do. They created this machine, made made all this hype, and they don't know what to do now. It's like, okay, so where do we go with this? Mm -hmm. we, we've milked all of the hype. Um, now we've got hype, we're here. So I think the clever ones like Megan is working on her 
endorsements, her branding. She's got getting into gaming, which I think is smart. Yeah. Um, I don't know what who throws the shoe does. Don't watch a single <laughs> thing she does, but I'm sure she's doing. Hopefully, she's doing something a bit smart with all of this energy she's got. Um, Doja, similarly, I hope she's doing smart things um, because. As Jay-Z very, very wisely said, you're only in that white hot light for for, for a moment. For a moment. And if you're lucky and you're like him, your moment is for years. But if you're not, you make the most and you handle, you keep, like, you know, you think big. And I don't think a lot of people know what to do. I think a lot of girls sat in their bedroom and dreamed of being Nicki Minaj. And then they got, they're on the platform and they're like, what do I do now? <laughs> what, what do I do now? Like, it's... it's like, well, what are you going to do now? <laughs> you got what you wanted. Mm-hmm. So tell us, speak. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are like, yeah, I think I want a Nikki feature. <laughs> right. Like that's that. Hmm, okay. Now everybody want, everybody want a Nikki feature child. I, hmm. Cause I heard that, uh, that, that duo over there. <laughs> No features. I want NM5 with no features. No features. Come on, okay. Queen. Spit. <laughs> I'm 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 happy for that. I'm Baby just, Simba, and that's yeah. It. Have you ever seen her in concert before? When there was when we, when things were open. Yes. Oh my god. Twice. Oh, oh which which album? Which I project? saw her for the Queen tour. Wow. I saw the Queen tour in London. That was my first album tour because I was a bit young. Mm-hmm. But I saw her in Paris when Beyonce brought her out as a surprise. Oh wow! See, I was I felt a way about Queen because she only did the the European tour and she didn't. I mean, and she and unfortunately she wasn't oh. able to do the American tour. I was like, oh my god! And and I seen like some of the clips and I was like, oh, that looked like a good time. Like she she really, and and it's so crazy. Even that time, like when she unfortunately wow. had to cancel some shows or whatever because of technical difficulties. And they said, Oh, she, she, she didn't have the numbers. And that third. I'm like, she is what she didn't have the, what I, now I've always heard highly. Yeah. I've always heard highly of her, of her concerts. Like she puts on a show. Okay. So if yeah, it was some technical difficulties, it was. And they were like, That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, it's people going people, people. I I can't, I can't. That's why, that's why I do this show because I want people to, um, I want to tell the truth because I, I feel like you know when I when I went to when I went to my classes talking, you know, I took journalism classes and we we're always told to always tell the truth no matter if it's not the popular opinion. And everybody wants to have their unpopular opinion. Everybody got an unpopular opinion, but it's always the same opinion. But go figure. I'm just I'm I'm you know. I'll be here to, to tell the truth. Uh, I really listen, listen to this uh, song called State of the Union mm-hmm. by Marlon. I think it's Marlon Craft. Um, it's so good. Like, I can't even, you are going to love the lyrics. It's going to be everything. It's going to hit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so, because he says, um, he references that kind of phenomenon. He says, you know, how many of you could actually trace your opinion back to an original thought? Ooh. Okay. And it's like, oh, I, I listened to that bar. I was like, mm-hmm. whoa, who is this guy? And, and it's the lack of, it's the lack of critical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's also the lack of critical thinking. I was very like, 
with this whole little Nas X situation. And, you know, just not the, you know, because we're talking about something else, but, you know, it's on the same uh, rap. But, like, it's like people's like, oh, my God, like, he's going to hell. He's over here. I'm like, y'all didn't get the meme. Y'all didn't get what he was trying to say. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what the hell is this video? But I get the message. Yeah. Like, I I get messaging. Mm -hmm. So, I'm like. I understood what you were trying to communicate. I will not be watching Lucifer though, but I, I so see I what not. you were trying to communicate. <laughs> the little church lady came out. I was and like, I was oh, like, oh, my stars. No. <laughs> <laughs> I clutched my pearls. <laughs> I never thought I'd clutch my pearls because I watched Nicki Minaj all day. And uh-huh. I'm just here like, <laughs> but, but see, but see, I mean, she kind of did the same thing, not at that magnitude. You know, uh, because he because he went all the way in, but yeah. like with with the whole Grammys performance, you know, and a lot of people she got a lot of flack from yeah. that too. And I, huh? I well, if you wanna if you wanna um join me over on No Ghostwriter and talk about that, I wanted to do that as a topic. So maybe we could do one of our live streams, our weekly live streams, and talk about it. Oh, okay. Oh my goodness. So we gotta. Really? Oh my god. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, my, my, after when we're finished, we'll talk about it. Cause yeah, that's on my. I wanted to talk about it. Yes, week. I gotta I gotta end the show. Thank you so much for joining the show. I, I really appreciate you coming on and 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 saying what you thank feel you and talking. Yes. And for the listeners, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the convo. And until next time, I am your host Darren Green, and this is the Darren Green Show. Signing out. If you like what you heard, please don't hesitate to hit that subscribe button and give us a five-star rating. As always, enjoy the convo. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You know, for centuries, the ultra-wealthy have been putting their money where their mouths are by investing in fine wine. And now, with Vint, you can do that too. At Vint, we offer SEC-qualified investment opportunities of fine wine and spirits curated by our experts with portfolio managers. With Vint, you can invest and diversify into the most sought-after assets that have a history of price appreciation. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co.